Warning, Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh, God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. Get <gasps> it? Oh. <laughs> Tres, what are you drinking? Today I am drinking a Pukka 3 Ginger. What are you drinking today, Maureen? I am drinking Marks and Spencer Raspberry. Again, my favourite. What are you doing for your me time? I am going to do a Garnier Moisture Balm. Um, I'm just using, I have another pomegranate hydrating face mask what are you doing for your me time <clears throat> i've got the Hy- neutrogena hydro boost on just like a nice oh i put the essence on and then i got a thick layer of the moisture oh nice mm. <clears throat> okay so last week we were talking about we were critiquing well were we critiquing the uh, netflix yeah. yeah the netflix documentaries on how do you say her name? Sophie Duplantier. Uh-huh. Uh, so we yep. were sort of comparing the Netflix versus the Sky documentary. There was actually some new information. Um, so, yeah, we're going to keep going with some new information and some observations as well. Okay. So let's get into it. Okay, I'm going to say my next bullet point is, like, the police, they did not like Bailey. Like, they oh, didn't yeah. like him. Oh, yeah. I don't think because... a lot of people liked him. Because he is, like, the worst the worst way an English person can be in Ireland. Mm-hmm. He was very grandiose. And mm-hmm. he was he was saying that people were not used to talking yes. to somebody who was educated. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. That really rubbed me the wrong way. Me too. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. you cheeky fucker. Like, yeah. there's, like, the police. You can see, like, oh, I see why they hate you. Yeah. You don't yeah. talk to people like that, especially yeah. police who are doing, you know, okay, they're not always the best, but they, it's a quite admiral profession, and there you're mm-hmm. coming in saying, oh, I'm more intelligent than you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, cheekers. Mm-hmm. He just, but that is a lot of criminals, you know, they think they're masterminds, they think they are better than, not narcissists are like that, you know? But yeah. to say it to someone's Face? I mean, on the TV. Jeez, yeah. Oh yeah, you no. Know, he he like openly says that he thinks he's better than people, which is it's like, how, but how do you expect people to to be on your side and to like you? Was in your yeah. So the thing I mean, is, it's is also that, I know yeah. what you're saying. It's like he's coming over from a from another country and saying that to the local. Pe- I mean, that yes, you got some it, balls. You yeah. know, you want us to yeah. welcome you and you're act yeah. Yeah, and you're talking like this about the country where you want to live. But then it's so paradoxical because at the same time, I thought the, uh, I can't remember. Her. Oh, the, the writer, her name was Elizabeth, something with a W. Anyway, I, I'm not bothered looking at my notes because it'll take forever. But the writer, she had red hair. I thought she was very insightful. Mm. Um, and... Oh, she was saying, yeah, because it, it's so paradoxical because she was saying, you know, on one level, he is appropriating Irish culture, 
the yes, Irish language. I thought that too. I thought that yeah, too. Yeah, and it just, but then on the other hand, it's like, so it's like on one hand, it's like, I want to be you. On the other hand, but I'm better than you. But yes. what is, how, how can those two things coexist? It was how very, can, I also thought that. But it was like, he wanted to be an Irish stereotype. Like, this is what I've mm-hmm. written down. Like, he thinks he's like fucking James Joyce. He does, it, yeah. It's just like, Irish people don't live in this tiny little vacuum of leprechauns and, and poetry no. and potatoes. Like, it's very... Uh, Narrow-minded. Narrow-minded, like xenophobic. Like, even like if you yeah. like it, it's still xenophobic to think of... But then at be- the same time, oh. insult them to their face. Do yeah, you because love us, he do thinks that he's... He loves the stereotype. He's just like, oh, those wee Irish people. And anyone who doesn't no, fit it. Oh, yeah, it's condescending. It I is don't know. condescending. Yeah. And the, the, the uh, getting up in the pub, I think it was the pub owner, I can't remember his name, remember described was, how oh. he would get up in the pub and everyone had to listen to him. Can you imagine how embarrassing oh, that is? Be everyone awful. had to stop what they were doing and listen to him. And it's not even good poetry. No, it's, it's not, not even not good. It would be different good. if it was like... You see, and that's the problem. See, in Ireland, it's like... When we have so many talented people, when someone gets up and they start singing or playing oh, the yeah. guitar or telling yeah. a story, it's you're enthralled. Yes. And that's the magic. But he doesn't have it. And it's like he yeah. doesn't know that he doesn't have it. Yeah. And it's all right not to have it. You're not from here. You don't have to have it. Yeah. And even the people from here, not every one of us has it. It's not exactly, even about yeah. being Irish. It's just about being talented. Some and, people are t- more talented and hone their craft better. Yeah, spend a bit of time on it. Get some feedback. And did he go to Sophie's house and get some feedback he didn't want? I'm just going to put that oh, out there. I don't know. I'm maybe. sorry, but I just... I He can't be told. Don't be and sorry, you're 100% right. Look at the age of him, and he's still making up crap poems about dolphins. <laughs> I, I, I could have wrote something like that when I was six years old, Miriam. I could have. I mean, I mean... I know. Like, I know, it's so it's bad. Really, so it's really... It's just... And it what is what annoys me the most is that the people that are the biggest and the loudest and think the world of themselves just you know it's just so obnoxious. It's just it's just and then we are all yeah. so nice and accommodating. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. And you know they said in the documentary about the fact that he's able to even still live in Skull just yeah. shows the tolerance that we have the, and uh, Irish people, people take have, advantage yeah. of that they, do. they take advantage of yeah. how welcoming uh-huh. and friendly it, it Irish just, people are yeah it's bloody sickening sorry mm-hmm. really off, off topic now so where were we there but anyway I, what i was saying was is that um all of these things like he, he, him being so condescending and rude and xenophobic i think that like it does like i mean like the police have already hate him Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And they're just like, yeah. and we know that the police, the guard are shitty and they're not doing their job well. So, like, it's, doesn't it seem like they do want to pin it on him? It's just like, oh, we can get this English fucker out of here for good. It does seem that way, but I do think that they really believed he did it. And do you remember when they said, uh, you know, somebody you know contested it and said well you're you're innocent and proven proven guilty and they said oh but if you know he really did it 
then it's okay. And it's like, no, this isn't the Wild West. (laughs) That's not how it works. Even if you do know in your heart and you feel it and you, you know, you can't prove it. That is the bottom line. And we need to protect those laws. And there's a reason. Sorry, I know we've talked about all that before. Let me see what else. Um, Okay, so another thing. So, right, the, oh, like, so you never brought this up in the previous episodes that we have done. Because that's all okay. my information I ever had until going into Netflix. <laughs> I am not the best source. <laughs> okay. But then, so, right. So I was just like, the police are blindsided. They hate him because he's arrogant prick. And then he burnt his mattress and coat and boots at like six in the morning or something. Yeah, on the 26th of December. I think I might have... I could have swore I talked about that, but do you know when they when when they showed it in the Netflix, they they shown it in a way that was like very damning. That it yes. was twenty sixth of December, and mm-hmm. it was the eyelets of the boots. So he always said, right? Ian and Jules always said, yes, they did burn a few mattresses and a few other things that were in the house because that was their second house and I'm sure it was like full of crap, you know? Okay, maybe, yes. Um, they covered it in this, yeah, like they covered it in the Sky documentary mm. um, and I'm pretty sure Jules just kept denying that there was a fire that day. She said there was a fire, there had been a fire, but that that it was not that day. And it's just one of those things... You could get the date of a fire wrong. Like, it's really hard to say, no, yeah, I seen a fire. What day was that? Mm, it is hard to know. Yeah. Um, although your one did seem It's not like reliable. you write it down. And it seems you that wouldn't. they both you like see, to drink. that's the problem. That yeah. is the problem, you see. Now, but what I don't... What, 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 what you can't really argue with is the foreign exchange student yeah that oh no she wasn't foreign exchange but she she was from italy and she was staying in jules's house and she seen mm-hmm. the black coat in a bucket of water yes what did you think of that i'd never heard of that i was floored i was like what what yeah mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. but then they brought in his black coat and they lost his black coat but then if he oh, had really? washed it does it yeah, I'm pretty sure the black coat was on the list of things that they had lost. But yeah, that coat thing, that freaked me out majorly. Yeah. I thought I might just talk about this. about I know I spoke about Elizabeth, the writer with the red hair, and mm-hmm. how she spoke about, you know, the appropriate Irish culture and in order mm-hmm. to give a grandiose sense of himself or an image of himself, sorry. And mm-hmm. then it was... It's the way they juxtapose the editing and then they jump to the jewellery maker and he said, honestly, he just annoyed the hell out of people naturally. I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like he just, it's just who he was as a person. Some people are like that. Just yeah. who they are is just irritating. And Ian called, okay, so you spoke about how Detective Dwyer went to Ian's house, okay, and that yeah. whole back and forth Um and Ian called Dwyer a psychopathic criminal. What? Like, that, where are you getting that, that, that from? He said that. Well, I wrote these words down. So the time that Detective Dwyer went into Ian's home and they had that sort of back and forth, you know, it was a bit like uh, a game of poker, I think, almost, that they were describing yeah. it as, you know. And Ian said that he thinks Detective Dwyer is a psychopathic criminal. 
like but in a guard's yeah but in a guard's uniform he was like he's wearing the blue uniform i don't even know if it is blue but anyway uh but he's a psychopathic criminal why would you call the superintendent detective a psychopathic criminal yeah that just I mean, makes like, you look crazy. That you makes look cra- you look also, crazy, like, Ian. What evidence do you have that yeah. he is What dope? basis? Yeah. Also, it's very That's... heavy words. It's not like he said, oh, he's a dirty cop. A psychopathic He's a psychopathic criminal. criminal. Where do you get, like, off saying something like that? Yeah. Anyway, I just wrote that down just for the shock factor. I was, like, floored. Uh-huh. Um, Ian also said that the car, the the guards in the car when they drove him to, uh, when he was being arrested, said that he would get a bullet in the head. Again, who the hell knows? Do you remember he said to Jules, I have a feeling there is something bad going to happen tonight on the night that Sophie was murdered? Again, these are little weird things that it's like, well, why would Jules share that information? Mm. I just don't really understand. And then the next morning he had a fresh wound on his forehead, but then she said that was from Turkey. All right, episode three. I was like, why did the police do a second interview if they didn't have any extra evidence? Yeah. So apparently they're only allowed to do two interviews. Was it that they had gathered, do you know, the statements from, like, Maliki, the 14-year-old boy, and... But those are statements, that's not I really know, evidence. I know, they're not evidence, I know. I can't, I can't remember why they, they, um, what did they have? They had some 14-year-old really point. I know, because they kind of, was that it, though? Was that all, I'm trying to think, was that all they had? Like, that, I was or watching, was it, what, I was like... Why? Why are they doing? If you only have two interviews, why would you waste? Oh, was it the Marie Farrell stuff? Did they have all of that? I think something had to do with that as well. Yeah, they must have mm-hmm. thought that they had enough, but they didn't. All they had was circumstantial. So circumstantial, oh. and witnesses. No, one witness at night in a car. Maybe, maybe that happened. Um, but yeah, I was just like, why are they doing a second interview? I thought that was like so mm-hmm. careless. And I know, because then that's your last chance. That's it. No more chances. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought it was hilarious that he sued, the Ian sued the media and it brought mm. everything back open. Oh yeah, like that, that's it. Like he can't help himself even when it's going to be detrimental to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, so what about, what's her name? Is it Marie Faro? Yeah, she was the alias Fiona. Fiona. So, uh-huh. right, so she withdrew her statements in 2015. Yep. Uh-huh. Now, right, because her story was really shit. Like, she's seen <laughs> someone, like, at 3am in the dark in a car when she was cheating on her husband. That's why she didn't come forward, right? And then she's seen them on the street through the window and she ran to the police. Mm. Um, and then it's also like, why are you telling the police that you've seen some dude in the in the forest? Uh, okay, whatever. But it's also well, like because the, she thinks it's connected to the murder. Or okay, yeah, all right. So in the third episode, she got really upset that they kept pressing her of who she was having an affair with. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. She got so pissed off, and it's not. It really isn't fair. Why? If, like, just just let it go. She's not going to answer. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like, right, so she got so pissed off she left. <laughs> Do you think she 
withdrew her statement because she was <gasps> sick of the question? Or do you think she withdrew her statement because it was false? Very interesting. Can you imagine being so pissed off like that you walk out of court? Mm-hmm. And then she withdrew her statement. It was like, I think it was like seven years later, but still. Like she came out with a phrase in the documentary where she did just say she wants this this all to be over. And that did Uh make me think, are you just doing this to say, to remove yourself from this? And then there's no need for anyone to ask you anything ever again. Yeah. Um, This is your out. Yeah, like I do feel for the woman because, you know, you make an anonymous tip Yeah. because out of the goodness of your heart, you you think this might help and then it just becomes this, I mean, you could never imagine what it was going to become. Um, She's like a pivotal thing in this this case. I do feel for her and I'm not clear on whether the guards did coerce her or not so whether she was fed up and then retracted or whether did Ian really threaten her and then she retracted but would he be stupid enough to threaten her though you you get the guards on your case would you be stupid enough to be threatening a a woman but it's all like very circumstantial as well like he didn't even he she she she's I I remember she used to say he would like park outside her house why didn't she like video him or something or this is the problem with all of this it's all just hearsay I said this you said that so so then when someone like her does retract a statement it's hard to because it all is just what on you know whatever she says that's it so it's just not strong enough. Yeah, the whole thing is just... God, it must be so embarrassing for her yeah. as well. Wouldn't yeah. it? Um, it is very intriguing who this man is. I could have swore... If she was that having that an man, affair. Even if he, she wasn't, I'm still intrigued. I don't know why, I just am. <laughs> and I think what? that the... The, the judge the or the, the magistrate. You mean the man in the car or the mm-hmm. man at the bridge? And I think the, yeah, the, the man in the car as well. I don't know why, but it's because she's so adamant about keeping it to herself. It makes you want to know more. <laughs> it just does. It's like, who is <laughs> Tell that me. And I think that the judge or whoever it is in the court, I think that they were the same. I think they just really wanted to know. Like, they were just yeah, really but, curious, but like... It could have been like a priest or something, you know. Oh my god, juicy! (laughs) That honestly is the word that sums up the entire Netflix. If I haven't already said it, like Mm. so many times in my notes, I wrote down juicy, juicy, juicy. juicy." Like the whole thing was just full of really juicy information. Anyway, yeah, I don't. Poor Marie Farrell. I really saying that as well. It's sort of like. I don't know. I think her first statement is so weird because if she was to call, like, why did she need to bring up if, like, that she was having an affair? Hmm. It's like it's sort of like when somebody's make when somebody's making a lie when they're telling a a not true story. They add more unnecessary facts. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it's sort of like you could have just said you were driving at three a.m. And you seen why? her. Where were you going? Where were you going? You see, that that begs the question. Oh, I was like, I went for a hike. 
I was going for a walk. You see, you see, where was beach. her husband? Where was her? Was she sneaking in that night, or was her husband away on a trip? And then the husband would never have known that. Because if I came in at three a.m., Dan would ask me, "What we do?" <laughs> but was she was she going to sleep on the couch and think she was going to get away with it, or like what? Like, wasn't the mm-hmm. husband ever gonna uh, like she thought she was going to get away with this? So maybe the husband wasn't there. I know what you're saying. She didn't. Uh, she didn't ever have to say that she was having an affair. No, it was she because couldn't have just said no, she was with see, the person. I know, but it's because the husband would know. See, she was afraid if she told the police who she was, then the police would say, okay, you were out at 3 a.m. And then her husband would be like, wait a minute, out at 3 a.m.? What What mm. were you doing? And what you don't have a good reason for being out at 3 a.m., do you, really? Where was she um, before that? Did, I don't like, know, what, what was she even doing? Did she leave her, her house at like half 2 a.m.? Or were they on the way back? Or were they out all night? Maybe it was like a long night at the pub or something. I don't know. You wouldn't have been in the pub because it would have been they too public. They wouldn't say it would not be it. Where, yeah, they, 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 they wouldn't be in public. What were they doing? I have no idea. I have no Maybe they're out in a field somewhere. I don't know. Like, but she. the thing is, you, okay, you say you're having an affair. You didn't come forward because you were having an affair. You didn't have to say that the guy was in the car with you. No, but she did because once her name gets out there... She was trying to protect her husband from finding out that she was out in the car at 3 a.m. If her she said she was, was on with the, rec- the man. She said she was with the guy in the car. And that's why they wanted to know his name. They were like, I know. we want to know if he's seen this guy. Mm-hmm. She could have just said he but wasn't in it- the car. Yes, I was but- on my way back from having an affair. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, she could have just said, I was I, but she on didn't my way think that back. far ahead, though. That You would have to think far ahead to think of that. But not really. I've just thought of it. Yeah, but I've never thought of that. Either it's it's true, and she was having an affair, and the guy was in the car. Or, or, mm-hmm. or it's just like the police used it as an excuse for what, like, you're going to call in, you're going to leave an anonymous tip, like, like a week later... And the reason why you left it so late is because you felt guilty, because you were hiding it, because you were having an affair. Like No, it definitely wasn't that. No, I believe You don't think? That... No. I think no. it could easily be that. No, they didn't invent this tip. She really did come to them. An anonymous tip. That's too convoluted to invent. No, no. I think she really was with someone that night. And she was afraid to tell the police who she was. Because she thought that the police would tell her husband. Mm. Not even that they would tell her husband, right? But that if her name and statement went on a record, then at mm. some point the husband would be able to see that record or go to court or whatever. And the husband would eventually find out she was in a car at 3am. And the logical thing is, you're not alone. Because she doesn't have a good excuse for being out at 3am. Mm-hmm. and maybe she'd bloody done it before we don't know what their relationship was like. maybe like you're at it again I don't, I don't, you know you know apparently there was in the town there was a peeping tom oh my god where'd you yeah. hear that on radiotimes.com there was a peeping tom in the town yeah and the police never took him seriously <gasps> oh, like, peeping yeah. toms are never taken seriously yeah it bothers me but do we know his name no the man denied knowing sophie or being near her house 
He's said to have a reputation for going around people's houses and looking in the windows. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, and she had no curtains. Okay. Yeah, what if she seen him and went out to confront him and he like attacked her? I thought it was weird the way the DPP didn't take Malachi, the 14-year-old's story. They didn't think it was that credible because he didn't tell her straight away that night. What was that all about? It's a kid. And the mother made a good point in that he realised that Ian was drunk driving and then he was like, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. But then at the same time, you don't have to tell someone that someone was drunk driving. You just say you got a lift. So, but anyway, basically, he doesn't have to tell her that night. It's a lot to process as a 14-year-old, like someone like semi-confessing like that, black Mm humour or no black humour. That's a lot to take in as a kid. You don't have to tell your mum that night. Mm-hmm. The mum could have been busy. He told her the next day. Big deal. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very, very odd. Yeah, me too. I've just got a note here about the first night that Sophie was in Ireland. She called her friend, the French lady, I think her name is was Agnes, um, and told her about the man. There is another suspect, Carl Heinz Rulney. This guy was also not in the Netflix he was a German musician playing on the night in the area that she was killed. Rulney returned home later that night. And so, like, when police interviewed him, he didn't have an alibi. <gasps> Rulney died by suicide a year later. And he was struggling before he died by suicide. And he reportedly told his friend that he did a terrible, terrible thing. Cheekers. Yeah. Right? He, yeah. So he was also a suspect. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> This guy, I, I do think the Netflix overall is a better documentary, but the Sky version had obviously a lot of footage of Ian and Jules. Um, and Ian is just, look, he was always eccentric, but I think now even more so. Like, I just wrote down yeah. here about how he kept shouting at the chickens. Like, it was just bizarre <laughs> like you know he, he he they really rattled him up and it's like but you're on camera now like stop effing yeah. and, and so much effing and blinding yeah at, at the chick uh, so like throughout the whole thing cursing a lot he was drinking a lot like yeah. a lot he got drunk on camera yeah and it's so embarrassing he started saying to jules oh do you do, do you want a kiss do you want a hug and she was just like not having any of it and you know they're broke up because obviously it said at the end of the Netflix one she's left him which is very embarrassing for her you know but also he was physically violent with her so she you know obviously there's that there was do you remember Ian said that uh, the scratches on his arms were from a Christmas tree that he cut Uh uh-huh and there was actually the top of a tree that had been cut off Uh uh-huh um so there is more in the Sky documentary, I think, that So there kind is of does. proof that the tree was cut. Yeah, the top of the tree mm. was cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, and the daughter did, all, did always say that, yeah, he did cut a Christmas tree. Yeah, the, the Richie and Rosie Shelley, they're the couple that Ian cried to and hugged and said, I did it, I did it, four to five times. He said, I but went too far, I thing, did it, I right. did it. I remember that remember they that? all saying that, oh, he confessed, he confessed. But Mm -hmm. we have to remember how to make a murderer. Sometimes you just like the cops can just go at you for so long. Maybe you you don't remember. And then you start to think, well, maybe I did do it. 
that is always See, I possible don't know, too. I don't know was that that long afterwards though. I don't know had he been through the ringer with the police at that stage and they had convinced him. I don't know. You're right. What? Alfie Lyons is French. I told you she was French. I've written down here Alf Lyons, French neighbour. Yeah, because she went to her neighbour who was also French and that's why I was asking you, there must be a lot of French people in West Cork. Oh, but then you see, he knew there was two French people living there, so he, he just went up there anyway. That's a pretty good guess. To see, but he, also, to see which house it was. So she seen the ghost that night, the white lady. Mm-hmm. She seen the ghost mm-hmm. and she told her neighbour who was also French. And yeah, so, so they all of the know. locals were like, oh. If you had have told me you'd seen the white yeah. lady, I wouldn't let you stay in the house on your own. Yeah. Because I have written a case about the white lady. No way. I'm really scared because I've been there like multiple times and I feel like Did you see I the white lady? No, but I never went on my own. I don't think I would ever go on my own. Is it really spooky? Um, I'm really excited for that. Um just a couple of few last things uh in the sky documentary it shows snippets of like ian's diary that was taken mm-hmm. into evidence apparently illegally taken into evidence according to ian oh, i don't God. know and the french have it but there's a lot of weird drawings in there a lot of sexual stuff oh shit and then ian says i write poetry with my dick what i don't know yeah that's a quote i have quotation marks on that so there you go I don't remember that, but I wrote that down. That must be painful. Um, yeah. Oh, you can see how frustrated I was when I was watching this. Like, mm. I just wrote down, he's just segued into a poem again. Like, so he'll, so he'll be, I think it was whenever Jim Sheridan um, just relayed the news that he had been convicted in France. Mm-hmm. He, he was reacting just off the cuff, you know, I was expecting this, blah de blah. And then he's talking in a normal sentence and all of a sudden it turns into a poem. But he keeps looking down at this piece of paper. He has like written some stuff down mm-hmm. like in advance of this phone call. Like he knows he's going to be getting the news and he's like written down this like crappy verse that he's going to... It was bizarre. And he was trying to still act like he was still just talking freely, but he wasn't. Yeah. He was actually reading from like a sheet of paper. It was so embarrassing. And it's like, that but you're on so camera. Strange. We can see that you're reading. You, you keep looking down at this piece of paper. This isn't coming off the top of your head. Oh my God. It was bizarre. <laughs> it was what really, really bizarre. And then it was like, but that's not fair for the person on the other side of that phone call. They think yeah. they're having a conversation with you, but now it's gone all one-sided and they're in the <laughs> middle of this poem that they, you know, that they didn't ask for. Yeah. He just, he's got this captive audience and no one, everyone is just too afraid to tell him to shut the hell up. Yeah. See you on the next one, guys. Yeah. We'll discuss the white lady. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Is it, is it crime related or just no. like spooky? No, just spooky, spooky one. It's a spooky one. Ooh, I'm probably going to be probably going to spook me, and I'll never <laughs> want to go again. Yeah, because it's actually apparently the last the white lady that she's seen right before, like literally like twelve hours before. 
Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they, they did. They said that, like, once you see her, it means you're going to die within the next couple of hours. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. People so. say, though, that it's just the mist on the water. <laughs> okay. Well, you're already a bummer, Trez. Let's, I'm let's hear sorry, the story. That's what, they, <laughs> that's what they say. I don't want people to be scared. Yeah. Just, I have just, to go to these places. <laughs> oh, you're Basically, you don't want to be scared. I don't want to be scared. It's a really beautiful place. But if you were on your own, I could see how you'd be freaked out. Like, there's not another person around for miles. So... Bye-bye. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.